Welcome to episode 16 of my podcast, The View from the Crow's Nest. And I'd like to extend a massive Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, whether it's Father's Day in your neck of the woods or not. Happy Father's Day. And may you have had a beautiful day and more importantly, a wonderful family day. And I think what we should really have is Happy Family Day every single day because let's be fair it's lovely to be celebrated once a year something special mother's day etc but really we should be celebrating every day because it's the most beautiful thing to have a wonderful family and uh, we'll certainly take it for granted too often I think we take our spouse for granted we take our kids for granted and um, I think we should all remember every day how lucky we are if uh, we have a family if we're fathers if you're not father you're still lucky anyway because uh, you're alive. And that's a great thing. Today, I was thinking about, <laughs> on that wonderful little cul-de-sac, today I was thinking um, about something new, a concept that I wanted to, to share um, partly as a note for myself and partly as an idea for everybody listening. Um, I started reading a new book. I finished my business. Uh, if you, this is the first time you've heard it, I usually have three books on the go. One of them is a... Um, fiction book one of them is kind of a personal development book and one of them is a business focused book and I recently just finished a a business focused book and now I've started reading one million followers by Brendan Kane one million followers I'm literally like I'm just in the first chapter so intro and first chapter Uh, I don't know whether the book's going to be good or not I've got to confess when I read the title and the blurb I was kind of like Certainly the title, it, it put me off quite a lot because I thought, here we go, is another, you know, rubbishy book, frankly, that's all, all smoke and mirrors, you know, all talk, no trousers. And during the introduction, the guy spells out his credentials and actually the guy has, a Brendan Kane seems to have very, very good credentials working for some massive multinational uh, companies, a couple of TV uh, film studios, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he also talks about working with Taylor Swift, uh, Taylor Swift at the beginning of her career. Um, or relative beginning so certainly as somebody who's actually paid his dues so maybe he's got some good stuff to say I'm looking forward to it but the thing it reminded me of um, because a lot of things a lot of concepts a lot of ideas aren't new when you first hear them or when you hear them when you first hear them and they're new of course but when you hear them they're not necessarily new but sometimes you need to hear something two three five eight times before it really hits a spot or you need to be in a certain period of your life or in a certain headspace and all of a sudden it makes far more sense to you than it did the first time round or at least if not making sense you really understand it better or it, it you know you have a eureka moment kind of thing and that kind of happened today with uh, reading the intro to this reading a little story or anecdotes about Taylor Swift um, whether you like her music or not Taylor Swift um, has always been very very good at connecting with her fans and building fan base and um, although this book, One Million Followers, um, you know, it's, it's focused on obviously building a fan base. So although this is totally applicable to building fan bases, one could argue it's not so applicable to business as in business to business communication. Although I would argue that in the modern, as you know, in the modern world and we're moving into the well, in the 2020s, um, businesses no longer can really afford to hide behind anonymity so the businesses that are going to thrive are the businesses where the owner or the CEO is very visible and they're actually building their own personal brand. So even though you might have a business which sells to other businesses, 
you still nonetheless, no matter what part of the department you're in, can build a personal brand. In fact, we've had the period where the CEOs have built their personal brands and now we're starting to see the emergence where people lower down the rungs are building their personal brands as part of their work for the business. And this is really important. And I think you'll see a lot more of it going forward. The product engineer, um, you know, on a startup or on a tech company is getting really well known in their own right. You know, these kind of things, the marketing person at some big, you know, media companies getting known in their own right. And so building a fan base is obviously paramount to that. And personally, as a musician, as an author, a filmmaker and a photographer, building a fan base is massively important to me, obviously, if I want to uh, get my art out to more people. So the eureka moment was with something really, really simple, which is the concept that getting somebody to share is everything. Social sharing is everything, which again, is one of those classic things that on the surface sounds completely obvious, like, yeah, okay. And I, I would have said, yeah, I know that, that's obvious. But my eureka moment was really when I kind of saw it today in a maybe a slightly fresh light or a slightly different way, in the sense of, I would have said, I probably would have said engagement was the most important thing, engaging with people, having people engage with you and you engaging with them. And Recently, I've been really thinking about the concept of conversation, not just engaging. So somebody likes something or comments on something, but actually really having genuine conversation. And anybody who's been following me for um, you know, the last few years will know that I, um, I have quite a lot of conversations with people with quote unquote my fans, my followers, whatever you want to to call those wonderful people that spend time with me. Um, and I do go back and forth with them, but usually it's via email. So it's people on my mailing list. I respond to my um, emails, their bulk emails that are sent out to everybody. But when people respond, I respond to each and every one. And I've always responded to every comment that I get on any social media. Um, but particularly in the emails, more recently, I've been having conversations with people. And um, this is wonderful. And this was totally organic. You know, just doing it because I really, as I've said on this podcast a whole bunch of times, I really appreciate each and every person who spends time, spends their precious moments listening to me or listening to my music or consuming something that I've put out there in any way. And I really appreciate it. And if they, if you spend the time to say hello or drop me a note, I certainly want to respond to that. So at least while I can, you know, I'm certainly not Taylor Swift where I run out of time. Uh, there's too many people to respond to, you know, thankfully um, I'm able to do that at the moment. And um, so I would have said, you know, engagement is the most important thing. But what I realise is, as a, and I'm talking about building a fan base here and talking about um, as a, you know, as, a, as an artist, but building a sustainable business, which is what a, a decent fan base can pr provide you with. And of course, as an artist, if you don't have a sustainable business, you don't have the ability to sustain making more art. Therefore, you're going to find some other way of making an income you're not going to have the time to put into your art as you wanted to you won't have the energy after your other job and as a result it's much more challenging to do the art that you want to do and get it out to people that you want to get it out to and it's a kind of a diminishing you know so it's almost a zero-sum game whereas when you're able to sustainably grow a business based on fans and that business is art of some point although it could be as i say any kind of personal brand then you're um you know, you're able to do more of that art and give people more of that art. And I'm a firm, firm believer that quality comes from quantity. Um, I mean, this is a bit of a tangent, but um, maybe for another time. But yes, quality 
comes from quantity. So if you want to increase the quality of your art, you must increase the quantity of it. And therefore, it makes sense. If you're able to devote more time to it, you're going to have more quantity. Therefore, the quality is going to improve. Um, so getting back to the social share is everything. So the the idea being that there's two basically there's two ways that you can um, well, kind of three ways that you can grow your fan base. And I'm talking now online. I'm talking social media, particularly here. One of them is organically posting. So that means you just post something as and when and hope that people like it, share it, etc., etc. Another one is what would be called influencer marketing. You find somebody who already has influence over an audience and you do some form of deal with them so that they promote you to their audience. And that deal might be as simple as they just love what you're doing and you drop them in a line and they say, yeah, I'd love to. I'd be more than happy to you know, tell people, hey, check out this new X, Y or Z that you're um, offering. So that's the second way. Of course, you can go full in and actually pay these people, but that's a whole different thing. The third way is advertising. And I'm a huge believer in Facebook ads as being very, very, very effective um, for all businesses, but particularly in building fan bases in all sorts of ways. As another little aside, I'm about to start looking at YouTube ads, which I've never done before. Um, so in the next few weeks, I'll be looking into that and I will report back, um, you know, if and when I find anything useful about it. Um, but currently, Facebook ads, I think, are excellent and a great way to start. So those are your three ways. Um, organically posting stuff, influencer marketing. So having somebody share it who's got a lot of leverage, a lot of fans and paying for advertising. Now, obviously, the second one, leveraging, having an influencer share. Well, actually, everybody is an influencer. Anybody who's got friends or followers on their social media, whether that's five or ten or five thousand or ten thousand or hundred thousand, if those people have people who listen to what they say, who see their posts, then of course they are influencers. And to that extent, we are all influencers, some to a higher and some to a lower degree. So if you spend money on ads, which is very effective, of course you are spending money, you're putting yourself in front of people, it comes from you. There's a certain understanding that if you see something that says, like for example on Facebook, sponsored by a post, well then you know that that person, page or what have you has um, paid to put it in front of you. When you see something shared by your friend, you know that no one's paid to have that put in front of you and you're quite possibly more likely to look at it. You're also more likely to see it if you interact with that friend fairly regularly because streams like Facebook will more likely put it on your newsfeed because it thinks that that's the kind of content you want to see, i.e. you want to see posts from your friends, which makes total sense. So having somebody share something makes, you know, makes a very obvious um, benefit. You know, obviously you want people to share it. But the real eureka moment was that the benefit is in the share, of course, but it's in what that actually means in, in the sense of it's the relationship that you have with the fan, with the person who's sharing the content has moved to such a point that they're slightly staking their reputation behind sharing it. It means that they really care about what it is that you're doing. Now that staking your reputation and caring about it, that might be a millisecond of subconscious thought in someone's mind. Yes, that's cool, I'll share it. And they might not think anything more of it, but if you question it, if you say, well, why did you share that? And they have to actually start thinking about it and justifying why they shared it. They'll realize it's because, well, I like this person or, you know, I like this piece of content or what have you. So it's it's such a huge endorsement 
when somebody shares something. And previously I've been um, very grateful for people sharing, but now I really, when they've shared my stuff, but now I really, really understand, I really appreciate it now because it's actually a really big thing for somebody to share something. So my kind of idea or thought that's percolating or bubbling, I'm um, currently working on the Grip the Sky experience, which is my EP release. Um, I've nearly finished putting together the actual experience. That should be done by end of next week. Um, and then I shall be working for two or three weeks on the marketing of it so that I can max make sure that I've put the work into building it. I want to now put the work into making sure that people see it and, and enjoy it because that's what it's for. Um, and I definitely had an idea that I wanted to really focus on driving conversation around it, driving this interaction, driving engagement, but particularly conversation and one-on-one -on -one and group and whatnot. And now I realise that the goal, and that pretty much you know, has been my goal with it, um, there is something at the end of it, if somebody wants to buy, they can, of course, join the lab, which is my private members club. But there's no need to do that. There's no, you won't even need to give your email in order to listen and enjoy the Grip the Sky experience. It's going to be free and open to all. Um, but what I realise is, uh, what I'm thinking is, I'm going to focus the marketing on getting these conversations, absolutely, on having this one-on-one -on -one interaction. But the real goal I'm going to be asking for is for people simply to share it. And um, of course, if everybody shares it, well, we've just seen uh, the effects in the real world of, of viral sharing, literally, with the coronavirus. You know, it doesn't take long before a lot of people have been exposed to it. Same with online, you know, um, online sharing. It doesn't take long before a thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand people have been exposed to a piece of content if people feel naturally inclined to share it. So the real question is, how do you have people feel naturally inclined to want to share something? It's no good forcing people to do it. It's no good trying to pay people to do it um, in this particular scenario. So that's those are the questions that I'm going to be considering and looking at how I can, you know, how I can facilitate people really feeling like they want to share it in an ideal world. And I hope it will simply be, wow, you know, the grip, the sky experience is awesome. I really want to share this with my friends. You know, that's what I would like. Um, hopefully it will be that. But certainly it's already made me think, oh, I need to put more as simple as this, more opportunity for somebody to share within the, the actual experience. So maybe I'm thinking a floating share button that, you know, goes over all the content. So at any given time, you're looking, you're watching, you're reading, but there's a share button right there. And it's like, oh, OK, yeah, I could share that at any point that the mood takes you. So. We'll see how this pans out. Today's episode is very much a note to self as much as it is note to anybody who's listening. This is the sort of thing I'm thinking about at the moment, um, that actually sharing is everything. And, you know, I want to bake that into all my thinking moving forward, or at least once I've percolated on the idea a bit more, um, then we'll see how that manifests in what I do. So it's more for the marketeers out there this episode. But... Um, Let's see how it goes. And speaking of, thank you very much for listening. If you want to share it, this podcast or any of my podcasts, please do. But if you don't want to share it or even if you do share it, regardless, I would love it if you came and said hello at Romeo Crow on Twitter. Very simple. Come over and say, how do you do? Let me know you've been listening to the podcast. Let me know if you've got any questions, 
any ideas, any feedback, if you like, if you don't like something, if you want to hear more of something, less of something, whatever you decide, whatever you think, whatever's good for you. Come and say hello. Thanks for listening and toodle pip.